Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire young women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. talking with Megan. Hi Megan. Hi. Would you like to start off by sharing a bit of your journey with us? Oh yes I'd love to. I am the eldest of three children. I was raised in the Christian family which I feel very fortunate to be raised in that way. My family was super super involved in the church and there's a saying that you become a product of your parents and I feel that the older I get the more and more like my mother I am becoming especially in the life of the church. I didn't have a massive conversion experience that I could give you a date and a year and an age because I just grew up in the church and I was really fortunate that my parents sent me to or allowed me to go to heaps of camps as a young adult and as a youth person and I went to conferences both in Australia and overseas as I was growing up and I think each and every one of those has impacted on the Christian faith walk that I have had and I've been baptized I've been confirmed and I've done all those jobs within the church that you know are the glorious and not so glorious ones each and every one of them has impacted on my Christian work. I'm a primary school music teacher and I've been teaching for 20 years. 17 of those years, the last 17 years have been on the Gold Coast and the first three were in a place called Yupoon and I love my job. It's fantastic. I'm fortunate enough now to only have to work four days a week yep. and that will probably come up a bit more in my talk today. Awesome. I actually was thinking that it must be the most annoying thing to teach the recorder. Do you teach that? I do, but only to two year levels. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was walking around school and this kid was playing it and I was like, that's so annoying. <laughs> Yeah, no, we just narrow it down to a couple of years. Yeah, that's great. So we're going to talk about a topic today that's close to your heart, and that is going to be... It's going to be contentment. Mm -hmm. And I think that is in any age. Like, I guess I was really probably thinking about it now, but when I look back at the last 20 years of my life, because I'm 42 and I'm single, and so that probably will explain some of the idea behind my contentment, because it took me a while to get to the point to realise that life is okay if you're okay with where it's at. It doesn't have to follow a path that, you know, sometimes life follows, as in you get to an age, you get married, you have children, rah, rah, rah. You can be okay with where God has put you and realizing that maybe he's put you there for a reason and so I think that's what I have decided to talk about today. Megan why is this an important topic in today's society? I just feel like there's a lot of pressure placed upon people Mm -hmm. to conform to be something that not everybody can fit that box in probably particularly in the church it's Mm -hmm. really difficult because well-meaning people make you feel as if you're not right and I guess I'm speaking in the terms of being single and being happy to be single because God created two people to become one and then to create others but it's actually okay if you haven't found your other person that you can live for God and do things for God and you can do these things on your own and that you don't necessarily need to be with someone else to do that stuff. And I think for me, it's about particularly young girls realising that they are of worth mm. even if they are single people. It doesn't matter how old they are, yeah. you know. So it's to not succumb to that pressure and not become a hermit or a cat lady as people mm. might expect. But, you know, 
it, it has been hard that people will make comments to you that say, mm. well, maybe you're not praying hard enough. You know, God will give you all things that you ask for. Well, mm. you know, sometimes God's answer can be not now or wait, or in fact, it could even be no if he doesn't think that that is the best path for you. And that can be hard to come to terms with, but if you can come to terms with those things, then life still has so much to be lived for. Do you know? Yeah, such an important topic. What's your personal experience with finding contentment? I think, again, I think I said before, it's probably taken me for a while to realise it, but for the last 20 years, I have basically been on mission, but haven't always realised that that's been what I'm, I've been doing. So, and I think in doing this is where a lot of my contentment with the way my life has turned out has given me contentment. So I'll try to explain that. It's really, it's hard to explain, but my first set of friends who got married that I was a bridesmaid for and had their first child, that, that boy is now 16 years old. And so for 16 years, I have been going to every friend's house who gets married and have children. I just become Auntie Megs to those kids and I just throw myself into the life of those families and hopefully it's been with their blessing and not like, oh no, she's coming over again. But (laughs) I I, I have just really been blessed so much in being involved in people's lives when Mm. those kids are particularly little and it just feel it fills my life like so you know people say oh god hasn't given you a husband or given you a family but in fact he's given me not the husband part i don't tend to stress about that bit but i so have been given many Mm. families and many children that i don't feel like i've missed out on that and so yeah when i trace it back it's been for 16 years that i've found my contentment in spending time with families in weekday afternoons after work or on weekends or whatever, just it's actually about doing life Mm -hmm. with those families and just normal life. Like it can be the kids having a hissy fit over not wanting to eat their dinner or have a bath or it's been folding laundry or, you know, cleaning if needs be or whatever. But because that's, I guess, where I thought my life would be, because even at high school, my nickname was mum. Like that was what was on the back of my bag mm. you know we used to write on our bags in the good old days yeah we used to write on our <laughs> bags and I was mum and so it, I think even from an early age it was an expectation that I would indeed be one of the first people to be married and have children where that's not worked out that way but I've been auntie Megs to countless number of children that I feel like that's actually the path that God set me on for a reason to mm to find my contentment in spending so much time with so many other people and their kids that, to me, life can't get better than that. Yeah. I go home most nights and get good sleep. Some nights I stay at people's houses and get as much interrupted sleep as what they will get, but essentially I get to leave them with that bit, sadly. I don't, I don't feel like I've missed out, and I just want... I guess young girls to know that, yeah, they can pick something in life to fill those other spots, but it can be God-directed stuff to mm-hmm. realise that he's given you those opportunities in life for a reason, to be able to offer my service, I guess 
you would call it because I think (laughs) and because I really do believe in people finding something that they're passionate about Mm. and serving in that way is that people don't live close to families anymore Mm. do you know like so they don't necessarily have aunts and uncles and mums and dads that are around to help them and I do believe that it takes a village to help raise these little people and you just need sometimes not even someone to do something for you but just someone to talk to or for them to just go oh having a shocker or oh they did the cutest thing today and to be able to just walk in and have a cuppa and have those conversations with them if they are here without that support network I love that I can step in and help just do that sometimes you know I'm blessed they might say they're blessed as well but I feel like I go home with big smiles on my Mm -hmm. faces and tell stories about their kids too everybody else yeah. I guess what such and such did today yeah I feel like their mum sometimes so, that's yeah. awesome what do you think God's perspective on this is in us being content with what he's given us I'm sure God would just want us to be living a really full life oh how can I say it so that it makes sense maybe I'll use a Joyce Meyer quote here and yeah. and I've got a couple of verses from the Bible that I guess help work this out. Romans 8.28 says, All things work together and are fitting into a plan for good for those who love God and are called according to this purpose. And like I said before, sometimes it can work out, like in re- you can do it in retrospect. Mm-hmm. It can take a while to work out that what has happened in life is exactly as it should have been because God planned it that way. And I think it's taken me quite a while to realise that it's not that I've just been filling a gap or treading water, that no, I've actually been doing what God had called me to be Mm. doing. And then I found this awesome Joyce Joyce Meyer quote that says, oh, and Joyce Meyer, for those who don't know, is like a really renowned Christian author and speaker. I've said a couple of times that I listen to her podcast in the morning. That's my little devotion time back in the car because it's so quick and easy. She's really good. good. But it says, even the hard times can work into God's perfect plan for your life. And like I won't, I I will admit that sometimes when I was probably in my twenties, I did say to God, "Well, you know, what's the problem?" And you do you question, you go, "Well, what's wrong with me?" You know, whatever. So in those hard times, it was tricky to work those things out, but you work through it. Cast your care and be a thankful person. Take inventory each day of what you have instead of counting up all the things that you don't have. Meditate on what God has done in your life instead of what you're waiting for him to do today your flesh wants you to concentrate on what you don't have your spirit wants you to ask god for what you don't have yet concentrate on the things that you do have and i really feel like since i've started to do that over these last few years you don't spend so much time thinking oh why me what if do you know or when all those things and that's actually harder for other people in my life to understand than it is for me. They are more concerned and will try and get me to join dating apps and whatnot. They're more concerned because they're like, oh, no, but you really deserve someone. It's like, yep. Yeah. So if God wants me to find someone, it will happen, but I'm not going to spend countless hours of my life trying that hard. And I have always just really loved Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, and to give you a future and a hope. I don't feel like there's no hope and no future for me just Mm. because this is the journey that I'm on right now. I'm so content in my life. As I said before, I only work four days a week. 
because I choose to have one day a week that I call my auntie day and I'm really, really close to my sister and she has two children and I'm so fortunate that they've just allowed me to be like my niece sometimes calls me mum Megs. I'm so much a part of their life that that's just how I spend that day off a week is actually going and hanging out Mm. with my niece and nephew and I can't trade that for anything. So I'm quite happy to take a pay cut and have that be the joy in my life for this point in time. The stress of doing that was null and void because God has provided. What are some practical steps listeners could take that are feeling like they're struggling a bit with accepting contentment? Mm. So they want to be content, but they're not sure where to start. What are some practical steps you could offer them? The easiest thing could be to just find something that you are passionate about, Mm. like something that you enjoy spending your spare time doing and whether that's you know it could be serving other people and being with people or it might be doing what you're doing for example like yeah. you know like people you're you're passionate about sharing people's stories with other people so that their lives are somehow blessed and made easier mm. Do you know it could be serving on you know Rosie's food trucks or it could be working at the caravan park feeding people who need feeding yeah there, there are countless things that there are out there happening that are acts of service that could help other people. And I think they say, even in the secular world, that volunteering is the thing that makes people feel most useful mm. in life. Do you know when you're willing to actually give up time and share with other people? So I think you've just got to do it. Don't think about it too much. Don't talk about it too much. Just, just do something that is not going to have you sitting around just wallowing basically for want of a better word you know like yes it's hard and it can be a struggle but if you've got some really close people around you that you can share those struggles with but at the same time just be out doing practical things and surrounding yourself with people that you can help or that give you you know energy and courage and all those other positive things I just really think that it does make life easier in the long run and not be so just treading water waiting for something to change because maybe maybe this is maybe it's not going to change maybe it? this is huge it ways, isn't it like you just yeah. sit there and wait like waiting 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 yeah 10 years could have gone by like, live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know it's it's not that i haven't had i've had like only a couple of relationships in my life but i mean i even consider those a bit of a waste of time like really that they weren't anything that God had ordained. And thankfully, I was strong enough and Christian enough and, you know, all those things enough to ever, not ever compromise myself just because the thought of having a guy in my life yeah. was fun. It was so short-lived fun. And when I look back, I just go, God knew what he was doing and not having those relationships come to any sort of full-time arrangement neither of those would have worked out so yeah it's it's to me it's really not the be all and end all I'd Mm. rather be single and happy than in a relationship and completely miserable yeah to me that's just not what God has planned for my life before we finish today do you have any final words of encouragement or any final thoughts just be strong I think as I've said surround yourself with good friends, good people who can just speak positive stuff into your life and make you feel like you're worthwhile no matter where your life is and and what you're at. And and do, just feel content and know that the path that you're on is one that God has chosen for you because he created you. He knew where you were going to be, who you are going to be with, 
and exactly how he ordains your life to be. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks for listening to today's episode, everyone. For additional encouragement and inspiration, you can follow us on Instagram at Her Daily Drive. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. Hi.